Before we begin, a quick word from our sponsor, and then the podcast will start. We're all about recs on this show, so here's a rec that should go at the top of your list. If you're thinking of starting a podcast, host it with Blueberry. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, Blueberry.com. Blueberry is a podcast host that kicks all kinds of ass. They offer the best hosting plans, amazing support, and they'll connect your show with all the major podcast platforms without any hassle. With just a click, your show is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, you name it. Click the link in our show notes and get your first month of Blueberry Podcast hosting free with the promo code GETRECT. That's G-E-T-R-E-C-D. Blueberry offers a variety of hosting plans, including a pro hosting plan. And if you go that route, the Get Wrecked code waives your setup fee. How rad is that? Check it out at Blueberry.com. The link is in the show notes. Promo code Get Wrecked. Because this is a movie. Keep repeating. It's only a movie. I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. Listen to the Matt and Mark Movie Show. Let me just put my phone on Do Not Disturb so no one bothers me. Oh, shit. Good go. call. Boom. Good call. It's not called Do Not Disturb anymore. It's called Focus. Focus, yeah, I know. And I don't like it. You know what's weird? It goes across the board, which is annoying, because before I could just put it on, like, one device. Now it's like, no, all your devices are Do Not Disturb. Yes. Like, and there's different tiers of Do Not... There's different tiers of Focus, right? Driving Focus, Sleeping Focus. Where I'm like, dude... <laughs> it's a job like this is a phone you're acting like this is a fucking job that i'm interviewing for it's like i don't work at the genius bar i don't yeah i don't need to <laughs> know this to much just fucking not no one calls no calls get through how By easy way, is you, that did you ever use the sleep one and it's and it's basically says like it's just like now you have to set it up and i'm just like oh, i don't want to fucking do that so i've never yes. set up the sleep i also one. always forget <laughs> about um, like whatever time I had set it for, like bedtime, <laughs> because I'll think that the bedtime has been enacted and I'll fucking go to sleep because I go to sleep. At, like sometimes I go to sleep at like 1130 and shit if I want to get Holy like a full shit, night, that's full early. night sleep. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I was so smart. Nobody can get through. And then my I'll just notice the phone light like like illuminate the entire room, like right as I'm getting. Oh, does that shit wake you up? Totally wakes me up, man, because we have white walls. They're like beige walls. Ah. We can't fucking repaint. So any Oh, light... you're not allowed to repaint? No, dude. They oh, don't no. want it. They frown on that. There's no repainting. <laughs> so the any any little hint of light pollution, it'll light up the whole fucking room, man. It's just like <laughs> you're up. You're in a fucking box of light. Um, it's also extra fun yeah. in the summer when there's just constant light all the time. Like, you know when it's fucking sunlight and it's goddamn 9 p.m., which I think <laughs> is unhealthy. That shit is so unhealthy. I fucking hate that. Um, really? And, I love it. It makes the oh, day feel like no, dude. really long. Healthy time of day to end. No sun, like sunset, 5 p.m. That's healthy. Really? You want sunset dude, at 5 p.m.? If oh the sun God. is out at 8, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm not even being <laughs> funny. Like, I feel physically uncomfortable. Really? I'm like, it feels weird. I'm like, is this what the fucking people feel like in Alaska when the fucking sun's out 23 hours a day and shit? Like, it makes me feel oh weird. God. Dude, there's some places where it's just like, 
20 hours of sun you would die there no fuck that never i would ne- i wouldn't wish that on my fucking enemy dude so you're like fucking john carpenter over there jesus right yes dude my ideal my ideal uh weather situation like lifestyle situation is is being in a john carpenter movie like i, I want, want it- big daddy mars yelling at <laughs> yes. me at 5 30 <laughs> yep i want to get in a fight with keith david for about 20 minutes straight the fight just seems to keep spilling over into different areas Big Daddy Mars yells at me. Alice Cooper's like a homeless man I have to avoid. <laughs> like, you know, Donald Plaisance is out there fucking yelling at somebody. He's the doctor I have to go to. Like, I have to check in with him. That's kind of fucking bad. <laughs> I told you the evil's fucking coming. That's how he says. That's what he does. Mark, you oh, are shit. back from New Orleans, Holy my hometown. Fuck. Yes, it was. A, it's an interesting place where you live. Jesus Christ, it's weird. How long <laughs> were you in New Orleans? I was there for like three days. Unfortunately, I wish I was there longer. Wow! And you said you had a you had like a real crazy time though, dude. It was it was you know the first we land there like the Uber driver super rude. He doesn't even talk to us. He just fucking ignores us <laughs> the entire time. And then he drops us off. And then our Airbnb host like f- completely forgot to send us the uh, the entry details. So we had no code. And like, keep in mind that my aunt and mom are like, you know, mid to late 70s. And it's fucking freezing there. And yeah, it gets damn, cold to say that fucking yeah. city. I thought London was damn shit, man. Your town is damp as fuck. I can't believe, A, I'm ashamed there was no Southern hospitality. Like, people weren't like, hey, welcome. Like, the guy got mad at us. (laughs) That's not very nice, New Orleans. What the fuck? Wait, I may wonder if it's because of like it had just flooded recently. So people were mad. Probably angry. (laughs) Everybody just hates their life. The food there is fucking delicious. How the fuck are you people all alive? Dude, well, well, you've seen the you've seen the norm. The normal figure in New Orleans <laughs> is just like that nice pear shape where people are in the fucking mobility scooters. Like, get out my way, look out! And it's because they eat goddamn twenty fried oysters, beignets, everything <laughs> fried. Tasted no oysters. It was like smothered in like thick cheese. Yeah, and you're just you're tasting like the fucking fried bit. Did you it's get a French, Did you though. get a French fry po'boy where the French fries yeah, are oh on the po'boy? God, no, I didn't. But I got that roast beef one you had, oh, and it was like gravy, dude. I thought it was oh. like a Jersey Mike's one, where it's like you know I'll usually get the longer, sure, yeah, you know, just like a regular you oh, know, yeah, cheese no. steak, dude. This thing was like covered in meat, and it had it wasn't just beef; it was fucking ham too, yep. like yeah. thick cut ham, and oh, then yeah. the whole thing soaked in gravy. It's so I'm trying to amazing. Pick, I was like, how the fuck do you eat this sandwich? It's falling apart. It's melting between oh, yeah, my dude. fingers. And you need fucking wet wipes. You need wet wipes <laughs> everywhere in New Orleans to wipe your fingers and to wipe your fucking ass. <laughs> because you're goddamn <laughs> just dirty and filthy. There's just grease going into your mouth and out your ass constantly. Uh, Mark, I missed you. <laughs> A lot of people I missed you. I missed you too, man. Um, including shit. Assbot. <laughs> Let's power him up. Assbot. Online. Now, Asbot has definitely missed you. He um he says that you sent him some clips from your trip that oh, he wants yes. to play. But before that, he wants to state something. He wants to say something. So, Asbot, Uh-oh. take it away. Welcome back, Mark. I'm not sure if you've heard or not, but I'm a big deal now. I have my own plush toy. Oh, I shit. I made one request. 
I don't want the plush toy to go to Mark's house because I'm afraid of what he'll do with it. <laughs> Jesus. Mark has a terrible welcome back. Aspot has I'm been some a sort real... of like plushy pedophile now. He's been Shit. a real pill since you've been gone. Well, <laughs> I told him the story of you of us trying to get you originally. Um, I for Christmas I I was gonna try to get you a waifu pillow, like a giant <laughs> oh waifu body God. pillow, but I <laughs> couldn't find one that was less than three hundred dollars. So I was like, Holy fuck, fuck it, they're that expensive, <laughs> dude. It's waifu than pillows, life, <laughs> it, it really is. In the long... <laughs> hey, 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 it's, <laughs> it's that kind of show. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> Uh, so I just sent you something else instead, and I was like, I told Aspot about the waifu pillow, and he was afraid you were going to try to do something to his plush toy. He's very into his plush toy. That so is a Mark, dope ass plush toy, though. Holy it shit! It is, isn't it? Like a, it's fully articulated. It's more detailed than some of the toys of our childhood. More detailed than these mask toys that are looking at me right now. Oh, um, Mark, you went to New Orleans and you sent Aspot some clips. Do you yes, want to set did. this? Do you want to set these clips up for us? Well, there's like there's two versions of Scream now, and one of them was my trip to back to my fucking hotel. <clears throat> this was the part that annoyed me the most because we were basically doing this is just the setup, quick setup. Mostly went to like those you know hole in the wall places, or sometimes those touristy places where you just get you know the really awful food, right? It's just completely unhealthy. So. The last day we're like, we're going to go to, you know, a fancier restaurant and, and we'll get like, you know, really fresh oysters. They're not covered in gravy or whatever the hell you guys do with it. Fucking cheese. It's like, does oysters need like 10 cheeses on it? And then fried. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. Finally, some just like nice, plain oysters. Great restaurant. As soon as we get to the restaurant, my stomach, like all that the unfancy food was just like, you're not going to a fucking fancy restaurant. And it was like two hands grabbed my stomach and went like, oh, shit. So I was like, oh, God, I have to I cannot. I I don't know if anyone else is like this, but I cannot use public bathrooms, especially to take a shit. I just can't do it. It doesn't matter how much I have to go. My body locks up and it's like, no, we're keeping it. Okay, so at this point, are you going to leave the restaurant and tell your family to remain at the restaurant or do, or you want them to come with you? This is like we're literally half a block away. Oh, and shit. I, I had it was the type of cramps where you just had to stop walking because if, if you did, you, you would, just, would it would all come pants. out. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought I was going to shit my pants in New Orleans. It was rough. So I had to get I was like, you know what? I'm going to get an Uber and I'll go back. You guys enjoy your meal. I said, like, you shouldn't have to lose out on this meal because of me. So I I go to my Uber app and I turned on that stupid feature because I had no space because I take a thousand photos and it deleted Uber because I have a car out here in Palm Springs, so I don't have to use Uber, right? Oh. So it deleted it. So I had to like, I'm waiting for this stupid thing to install. Oh, and Jesus. It's taking While forever fucking, to load. And my brother's just like waiting out there with me like, are you okay, man? And I'm just like doubled over waiting for the stupid <laughs> app to install. It finally installs. Fortunately, it's it saved like, all set my up data. an account. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but this is the bullshit that happens with Uber. Like sometimes like if you cancel on an Uber, they find you. Right. But Uber drivers can cancel on you as many times as they want. So the first guy, he's four minutes, then two minutes away. And then he cancels on me. So I'm like, no, I have to start again. <laughs> to take a shit. Meanwhile, it's subsided. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit chill about it. And then the next guy, four minutes away, 
five minutes later, the guy's like now three minutes away and the cramp comes back and I'm like, oh man, there's no way I'm going to make it. But I finally got this guy and he was a really cool guy of talking about Southern hospitality. This guy was like, this guy was a, this guy was a king. So here's uh, the first clip that you sent to Asbot. This is Mark's. This is real. This is not a bit. We should say we didn't script this, create this in any way. This is an actual. So here's my first question before I play this, because I think you've done this before because I've traveled with you. <laughs> you you do record things in the back of cabs. I've noticed if it's a funny guy, like if some guy's telling a funny story or if I'm in a particularly awkward situation where I feel as though something funny will happen, I'll just hit record. Yes. So you're recording. So that's why there is documentation at all of this. Oh, yeah. OK, this so is here's, not this is not fake. This is 100 percent real. Here's the first <laughs> clip that Mark sent us. Drink a cold beer. Oh, okay. if you drink that liquor straight. That shit gonna tighten your stomach up. Oh, really? And you gonna have the crazy shit. <laughs> you think you got shit now? They gonna be shit. Dog, I'm sorry for making you laugh. I know that shit hurts, bro. <laughs> You're going to make me laugh until I shit my pants. <laughs> Dude, wait a minute. So this is your Uber driver and he's telling you to drink cold beer. Yeah. I, so the first thing I did is I jumped in the cab and I was like, hey, man, I've got a horrible stomach ache. And I was like, I don't want to shit in the back of your. Of your Thanks for picking me car. up, by the way. I'm near <laughs> shitting. I'm, really, I'm going to burst. He, he gave me one star as soon as I stepped in the car. <laughs> oh, I just asked him. I'm like, you know, the food here is terrible. Uh <laughs> Is there, are there any local remedies that you have for like stomach pain? And he just told me, he's like, drink a cold beer. He's like, go to a bar, drink a cold beer. And he's like, don't down it. He's like, just sip a cold beer in a bar. I have no clue if it works. That sounds like the opposite of what you know. It just sounds like a really bad idea. I think no he was trying to, to get you to shit in his cab. Maybe it was an insurance thing. Like when people set their own restaurants on fire because they want to collect the money. Or there's Maybe like a guy... really exorbitant cleaning fee if you shit in the back. <laughs> exactly. He was like, I can make $400 off this white boy. <laughs> um, so, Mark, here's the second clip you sent us. This one is called Seeing a Hot Lady. So will you set this <laughs> up for us? What happened at this point in the ride? So he's basically he's talking like being an uber driver finance and he just happens to see some lady with an hourglass figure and he just loses it in mid-story it's great here we go good lord jesus look at this thing god damn <laughs> so look what's on well if you can get me back super quick i will tip you very well <laughs> mark so um... i'm like really feeling it oh god <laughs> You can hear the engine rev. That's my favorite part. Is it's the- he's oh, let me tell you what happened there. So he floors it because he was like hanging out behind this car, and I just I just had to tell him like, dude, I gotta shit real bad. And like I told I him, I love that you were open about really it. Really fucking bad. And did you hear? So he drove when he did that. He drifted right. He went into the bike lane and just like drove past all the traffic. This guy he, like, was fucking awesome. floored it past red oh, lights my God, and shit. Yeah. You can He's hear like, it too. The acceleration yeah, out of the engine picking up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like really maxing out his Toyota Camry. Yeah. He's like, this guy's gonna shit in my Camry. It's like these Holy four God. cylinders are really gonna work. <laughs> He's like, I just got the fucking car and this guy, this guy's going to shit explode all over it. So, Mark, here is the third. Here is the third and final clip that you sent in from this same same Uber oh, ride, right? Same Uber ride. And there we go. a quick, quick setup for this one, though, is like, you know, when your body knows your home, 
yes. and it just starts releasing. That's what was happening at this point, and it was very painful. Wait, you were you were start? It was what were you were you crowning? Was it? It was, <laughs> was like it, happening? it was about to. I swear to God, if this guy didn't <laughs> step on it, or if he made the wrong turn, there would be shit in the back of his car. You were like, dude, floor the Camry, please. <laughs> Here we go. Get chill the rest of the month. Yeah. Oh, I got another pang coming on. Oh, Jesus. I got you, Mark. You're feet away, dude. Mark, don't bite. Don't do it, Mark. <laughs> don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it, man. You're on the left or the right? Left side? Oh, God, hold on. I may have to sit here for Just a second. Say where you want me to put that, mate. It's all good, Mark. If you need me to right chill, by, I can Right by that voodoo museum. Like perfect. <laughs> dude. Oh, Jesus. Right here? You're 300 feet away, Mark. Oh, yeah, Please. Perfect, right here. Thank right, you so much. Oh god, I can't give you the place. Thank you. I'm gonna give you a good tip. Oh, thank you so much. I love that Mark's promise of money. I'm sorry to have inconvenienced you. By the way, I you promise know you a giant tip. <laughs> Here at the last part, there's some coin, weird coin sound. I have nowhere clue where it's from. So it just sounds like I flicked them a quarter for a tip. <laughs> you pull an Ebenezer Scrooge. You boy, <laughs> get us a Christmas turkey, dude. Holy shit! So you like how so, I was by the fucking. So wait a minute, only only was hanging, man. Did you make it? Yeah, I was gonna give you the last part of the recording where it all came out, but nice, like Jesus nobody Christ. wants to hear that shit. Literally, <laughs> it was terrible. That so was you make it back, awful. and did that like fucking ruin your whole trip, or were or were you like that was the last day? <clears throat> wow. But my fear was that you know last day flight. I was like, oh, yes. God, I, I've never had diarrhea in an airplane. Knock on wood. Ooh, brutal. Oh, you have? No, no, I'm imagining. <laughs> I'm literally imagining you. I didn't put, even put myself there. I don't even dare tempt faith away. I'm imagining you white knuckling your fucking airplane seat. Right? Coming down your leg and you're like, ah, ah. And it's turbulence, so they don't let us out <laughs> of the chairs. Yep. They're like, sir, keep your seat. You got a really fucking cunty <laughs> airline flight attendant. She's real pissy with you, man. It's like, oh, by the book flight attendant. Yes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, dude. She like took it really seriously. She's like the police academy version of the flight attendant. It's like, I will turn this plane around unless like, you sit in your seat. God put me on this earth to attend this flight and you will not <laughs> bust regulations. <laughs> You're like, I'm shitting myself. Oh, oh. I'll give you a good tip if you pull the plane over. <laughs> Can you open the door so I can shit out the airlock? <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called? I don't know what they call that shit. I've been watching too many sci Holy fights. shit. Well, I'm glad you survived New Orleans. It sounds like it was a, uh, <laughs> a fucking event. It was insane. That was both a nightmare trip and also the greatest trip ever. Because also, we didn't have any hot water for like three days. So, so no all, one... all the time you were there, basically. We just had, and oh yeah, the last day we also lost electricity. So in the recording, I'm fumbling around in the dark. They're trying to hit light switches. Nothing is working. Jesus. It's freezing. Oh, the window in the bathroom had fallen forward. So the bathroom was like frigid cold. So there's no <laughs> lights. It's freezing cold. And, and you I'm have to shitting sit my your naked out. ass cheeks on this cold porcelain. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like, it was like sitting on cold marble. Merry Christmas, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. That was the greatest Christmas. That was my Christmas. <laughs> I had a flyback on like the 23rd to like pack all my Christmas presents before the. Holy shit balls. Well, you're here. Uh, it's you good look, to be back. You look lighter because uh, you've you. shit it all out. Again. 
and Mark, this week you're here. Here's here's the deal, man. And I and I Mark already knows this, but I'm saying this for the benefit of everybody listening. Is that you know usually we cover um, brand new movies. That's what we do on the show every week. And this week there was a real fucking there's like a there's like a drought because we're not going to review a bunch of Oscar movies on this show. We're not going to go back. Nobody's going to listen to a fucking Power of the Dog review or a Power goddamn of the Dog Tick Tick Boom review. No one's going to listen to these reviews. Oh, what was that other one you mentioned on on Instagram? The three four four. Is it three four four? That's what I'm saying. So the big, the big wide release this week was the three five five, which is the Jessica Chastain uh, spy movie. We were like, we're not going to watch that shit. So we decided instead, Mark and I, and I, and I, and I totally cribbed this idea. I want to give credit where credit is due. I cribbed this idea from AJ at Genre Geeks because he does these great series leading up to big movies where he'll go back and watch a couple movies beforehand. And um, and I messaged him and I was like, I'm going to fucking take your idea because I'm I don't know what to do this week. Shit. I'm stealing that shit. So thank you, AJ from Genre Geeks. Um, so we're going to do a, a new series occasionally when these kind of droughts happen, where Mark and I are excited about a movie coming up and maybe we'll lead into it. Or if there's nothing big at the multiplex or nothing big on streaming we want to discuss, we're going to go back in time and watch a movie to kind of prep for a new movie that's coming in. In this case, I think you know the movie. We are excited about Scream, the new Scream. Oh, yes. And so uh, what we want to do is, in the spirit of Get Wrecked, our favorite segment on the show, we want to do a miniseries, and that's what this is. That's what this episode is. You wouldn't know it by listening to the giant shit story at the top of the episode, but that's what this is. <laughs> this is a new series that we're calling Get Prepped. And Get Prepped is is when we watch a movie or movies leading into a big release. And in this case, we're talking, we watched and we're going to talk the original Scream from 1996, Wes Craven, the movie that started it all. And next week, we will be reviewing the brand new Scream. Sweet. Um, so pretty sweet. So that's what we got going on. It was a simpler time, 1996. It was a time where horror actually was kind of in the toilet, uh, just like in Mark's hotel room. It was all... <laughs> The window was open. Shit was real smelly. It was horrible. Um, and by this point, like, if you, I don't know if you remember those days, Mark, but modern horror as we know it was kind of in the trash can. Like, fucking Friday the 13th came out with Jason Goes to Hell, which was like the bottom of that whole franchise. Freddy when was, they were becoming like C movies and like basically C and D movies. Freddy had had Freddy's Dead and then there was Wes Craven's New Nightmare and people didn't really know what to do with it. And then in terms of Wes Craven, he had made Vampire in Brooklyn. You ever seen that? No, I haven't. It's an Eddie Murphy movie that everybody thinks, oh, Eddie Murphy vampire movie. It's got to be funny. No, Eddie was in a weird phase and he thought he was making like a serious vampire movie. And the movie's just not good. Ah, so damn it. Horror as we know it was in a real weird fucking place. And out of nowhere comes this movie. Scream changes the game. I think it's no secret. I mean... I love this movie and I wanted to see where you came out on it because I know you and I have seen a couple of the Scream sequels together, but I don't know what your deal is with Scream and the original, you know, from 1996. So I wanted to ask you, tell us about the first time that you remember seeing the movie. Oh, shit. You know, what's crazy. I didn't see it in the theaters. I didn't see it when I was a kid. I saw it post-college. Wow. And I, How old I are saw you? It like I saw it years ago. I must have been like 25 or something. So I probably haven't seen this movie in like over 10 years. So I had forgotten most of it, but I do remember I liked it, but I had forgotten so much of it. 
but I do remember that I love the twist. And I thought, like, the whole movie, you know, it's funny, even the second viewing of this film, I was still like, I was like, I don't know who did it. Because they did such a great job with, like, casting suspicion to different characters that as I was watching it now, I was like, wow, this movie is really well made. The writing is great. Yeah, it's fucking everything in this is stellar. I'm going to tell you something. So usually um, this is where Mark would tells, tells us, you know, a weird story from his childhood. I'm going to now <laughs> turn the tables and tell you a weird story from my childhood. Oh, shit. I got to see Scream in the theaters on opening night. Oh, fuck, you lucky bastard. It was December something, 1996. How did I do it? I was only 12 or 13 at the time. How did I get in? Because they were checking IDs because I think what people don't realize is people watching today, whatever. Back in the day when Scream came out, it was a huge fucking deal. Like, it was everywhere. The actors were on the cover of Rolling Stone. MTV was running like nonstop fucking ads for it. Like you couldn't get away from this movie. And as like a, an underage movie fan who wanted to see this movie, I had two options. I could sneak in and I was way too pussy to do that. (laughs) Or I could get an adult to bring me, dude. This is where my story begins. My abuela, God rest her soul spoke maybe three words of English. Okay. She came to this country did not speak English. She understood things, but like she couldn't really speak it. But my grandmother loved movies. Dude, I would trick her so many oh, times. No. Like we were like my mom would leave us money to go to the movies, you know, and she'd be like, OK, you guys are going to go see Aladdin. And I would tell my grandma like, hey, mom left us money to go to the movies. I just wouldn't tell her what movie it was. So that's <laughs> how I was able to see like Die Hard 2, Terminator 2 double impact with fucking titties everywhere and Jean-Claude Van Damme. I was able to do this because my grandma loved action movies and she couldn't rat me out because it wasn't like she was talking to my mom about the movies we saw. So mom just knew we were going to the movies. So after I had done this fucking 90 times, I was like, I got to see Scream and grandma is my way in. So here we are, dude, opening night. 1996 the theater is loaded with like cool teenagers older kids you know there to like hook up it's a horror movie and there's me 12 year old me and my random grandma wait it gets better (laughs) so she got us in and this isn't like a four o'clock showing or some shit this is like an eight o'clock primetime showing oh shit we got in here was the best part because there was no reserve seating in those days we couldn't find two seats together. So I sat next to someone random and my grandma sat a row behind me. So a bunch of random kids were watching the movie next to my grandmother. And I was <laughs> seated in front of her watching the movie next to a bunch of random people. And we saw Scream. I took my grandma to see Scream. Wow. And let me tell you, fucking shout out to my grandma. Rest in peace. <laughs> she loved it. Really? Yes, we came out of the movie. And I remember my grandma, and this is the movie that got me busted with my mom because I had a great racket going on where grandma would get me into any R-rated movie and she wouldn't <laughs> say anything. And we came back late and we ran into my mom and my mom was like, hey, what'd you guys see? And I lied. I lied. I think I told her, I said, I think we went to go see Mars Attacks, something like that. I think Mars Attacks had come out a couple weeks prior. And I was like, we went to go see Mars Attacks. It was hilarious. 
And then my grandma began oh, describing no. to my mother what she had seen. She said a man, she called him Diablo, Diablo with white face, killing kids. Oh, my mom no. was like, whoa, Mars attacks as a guy fucking killing kids. And so my mom didn't say anything to me right away. A couple days later, she goes into the office. One of the guys at her job who had seen, who had seen a lot of movies. She was like, hey, you saw Mars attacks. Does, is there a scene in Mars Attacks where there's a white-faced killer who kills kids and he's like, that's Scream. And she's like, that's oh, impossible. Shit. There's no way that my 12-year-old son tricked his grandmother into taking him to see Scream, which is exactly what happened. And I was in a load of shit because I had roped my grandmother in to a, <laughs> to a bit oh, of a stunt. Shit. So that's how I saw Scream. So forever, this movie is tied to a really defining moment in my childhood. Um, and so that's why I think, as you'll hear in the rest of this episode, even somebody like Jamie Kennedy, who is a very silly person and has done a lot of questionable things, I think he's masterful in this movie. And I have so many great memories. I A, I had never seen a person like that. I'd never seen a character like that in a movie before that was like knowing about movies where like being a movie fan was seen as like a cool ability for a character to have. <laughs> where he wasn't just like the blunt the, the brunt of jokes he was able to like help figure out help the good guys figure out what was going to happen next in the story that was basically his superpower so double down i loved that um and the fact that again i had somehow conned my way into seeing like the most popular movie of that year scream will always have a special place do you remember what the heart. audience was like by the way packed were they like crowd. totally into it totally into it um from the jump dude i remember from the jump like from that initial scene because at this time you know the internet wasn't widespread i think it's so funny that's the one thing that hasn't aged well is when she like calls 911 from her fucking dial-up modem it's like <laughs> what is your emergency and you see the fucking slow typing come out um we didn't have the internet so nobody knew what the spoiler was everybody because that movie was marketed as drew barrymore is going to be the star of this movie that's all we saw. And when she died in the opening scene and pulls a Janet Lee from Psycho and they offer in the opening scene, my theater erupted. Like, they couldn't believe it. That shot. She was like super big at the time, right? Dude. Well, she wasn't like super big, but she was like very well known. She was coming off like she was the fucking one of the <laughs> she was one of the two uh, one of two faces bitches, you know, like in Batman oh, Forever. That's right. Yes. She was yeah. she was sugar, right? There was sugar and spice. I think she was yeah. the sugary one. Um, and she had done like some kind of skin flicks, like Skinamax flicks, like Poison Ivy. Do you remember those movies? No. They were sort of naughty movies. I tricked my Ooh. grandma into taking me to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> A piece of shit. I, I tricked my grandma into taking me to see Poison nine Ivy. Nine and a half weeks or something like that. She was like, my mom's like, there's a scene in Aladdin where the genie sucks a guy's dick. <laughs> what? Aladdin makes three wishes and he sucks a dick? <laughs> yeah. Your grandma's like, that is a very good movie. Yeah, my <laughs> grandma was like, muy bueno. Yeah, thank you for giving her the Speedy Gonzalez voice. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> benefits <laughs> benefits of, of having a, a grandma who does not understand English. Big ups. <laughs> and big ups. <laughs> Your grandma doesn't understand English. You can tell her whatever you want. It's fucking amazing. Yes, dude. My crowd loved it like loved it and everybody people were like i find that not to be this guy but like people were better behaved 
Oh yes, of in course. In the 90s yeah. prior to the to the rise of the smartphone, like people would shut the fuck up during movies. Like you could go to an opening weekend. Like I remember clearly going, like the movie event of the summer was Independence Day, and I remember going that weekend like packed house and that you could hear a fucking pin drop. Yeah, I I just just about to say like re- I would remember those scenes where like no one was talking. You yes. couldn't even hear like popcorn. People are really well behaved. Holy shit. Now you go there and everyone's acting like it's their fucking living room. Yes, everybody oh, acts like a giant turd. So now <laughs> that we've played kicking it old school, let's play the original trailer. Let's play the original trailer because I think we should at least do that, right? Let's play the original trailer and then we'll get into the discussion of 1996's Scream. Yeah, shit. I skipped ahead and it still didn't do shit because it <laughs> filled this goddamn green. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. Uh, I don't think so. By the way, how great is that ghost face voice? Oh my god, yeah. Who was the guy's name? So Roger that guy's something? name, this is the best part, Mark. That guy's name is Roger L. Jackson. Not related to Samuel L. Jackson because he's white. <laughs> Roger L. Jackson. It's his adopted brother. It it is his adopted brother. (laughs) It was like a sitcom. It was like different strokes and they were living together. (laughs) Um, You can actually book this guy on Cameo. What? He's he's unavailable now. Uh, But Roger L. Jackson, the voice of Ghostface. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh huh. Uh, the blue screen. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello. Hello, Sydney. One step. Too far. Do you like scary movies? What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's running <laughs> up the stairs and she should be going out the front door. Mark, we should know Mark is laughing at Rose McGowan. <laughs> Why are you laughing at Rose McGowan? Dude, it's just like cuts to her big tits and her nipples are showing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll look at that. That one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one. You can never have sex. Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. You didn't make the rules. Police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, it's safe time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. It really does look like Drew Barrymore is like... Oh, she's like in it for the whole in thing. In it for the whole movie, right? Open the yeah. door. Don't try to hide. Everybody's a suspect! Yeah. Not scared, are you? Squeak. There that you is go. the most '90s trailer ever, but it's actually a great trailer because it's it a great really trailer. Too much away. You don't. It doesn't reveal jack shit. That text, though, it reminds me of the like "Don't copy DVDs" little teaser that they used to play. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> steal a car. car. Isn't that what he's doing? You want to kill your grandmother. <laughs> Don't steal a DVD. <laughs> yes, with that shitty music. Hell yeah, dude. It's the 90s popping off. Rave style. Mark, you wouldn't download a car, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you wouldn't steal a handbag. <laughs> Piracy is a crime, Mark. Oops. <laughs> Ask your really rigid flight attendant if you could steal movies on the airplane as you're shitting in your seat. <laughs> Mark, uh, so I want to do a quick game. I want to play a game. Oh, Mark. shit. Now we're doing Saw. What? No, like Ghostface. Let's play a game. Mark, I want to guess what your favorite scene in Scream oh. is, and then I want you to guess what my favorite scene in Scream oh, is. Oh, shit. So I will go first. Um, do you have a favorite scene in mind that you're thinking of? I'm going to guess what I think Mark's favorite scene in this movie is. I think I know. Oh, okay. And we Let's should see. say, by the way, um, obviously, I feel like the statute of limitations has passed, but... We will be spoiling who <laughs> yeah. the killers are in the movie because this goddamn movie is like 30 something years old. So <laughs> if you don't know by now who the killers of the original Scream are, fuck you. Get over yourself. Okay, Mark, I predict Mark's favorite scene in Scream is the scene after Billy and Stu have have basically come out. They have revealed themselves to be the killers. There is a moment where they are cutting each other to make it look real as if there has been a struggle. And for some reason, even yesterday when I was watching, I thought to myself, this is Mark's favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? You're close, actually, because it oh. sort of ha it happens. My favorite scene happens afterward when he's like when Jamie Kennedy is like, this is the part in the movie where the guy comes back to life and then the guy does but it makes you jump and then she just so blows good. his head off. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I was very close. Pretty close. Yeah. Actually, I, would that is probably, I would say that that's my second favorite scene because I would have bet real money. Pretty funny. Okay, Mark. Now you guess my favorite scene. What do you think my favorite scene is in Scream? I think it's going to be that uh, David Arquette and Courtney Cox almost sex scene. No, God, no, Mark. I don't want to see David Arquette's wangus. I don't want to see David Arquette molesting someone. That's not my idea of a good time. It plays the same music from the fucking Dude. piracy thing. Anytime. Dude, anytime David Arquette is going to have sex. And and Mrs. Arquette knows the panties are dropping. <laughs> you wouldn't download a dick. Okay. Mark, you're wrong. What? My favorite scene in the movie, and you know I love this shit, is the look behind you, Jamie. God, look behind you. It's uh, when yeah. Randy is watching Halloween, the original Halloween, and he's talking to the screen as the Ghostface killer is behind him and he's saying, look behind you, look behind you. And then the scene, Wes Craven doubles down on that shit like a scene later because the fucking planted camera that's inside the house is on a fucking delay. Oh, yeah. And then you have the cameraman who is the fucking fat guy from Deadwood and True Detective. He's, he's been like in a million things. Danny McBride. He's great. 
you've got him watching going watching Jamie Kennedy going turn around kid turn around he's right behind you I sweat that shit so much that's like that's the exact kind of that's when to me not to sound like a fucking a, a fucking cinephile douche that's when the meta textuality pops oh my god <laughs> that's when I get down Are with the meta textuality that's right <laughs> Mark uh, what do you think about you know th- that's that's what Scream is well known for. It's well known as being like this meta. Oh yeah, text of a horror movie where the characters know they're in a horror movie, they're reacting appropriately, but they're also sort of poking fun at the genre, at the tropes. Um, you know, you have characters actively commenting on it in a scene, like when Rose McGowan is in the garage and she gets confronted with Ghostface, and she's like, "Oh, don't hurt me, Mister Ghostface. I want to come back for the sequel." Um, what do you think about that? I actually thought it, it makes it more like it felt more like a comedy to me. Or when I, I remember when I first saw it, I was like, because I was expecting because every time you heard about it, it was like, you know, in the news, it was always be like, it's extremely violent. And there's so many people getting murdered in, in this movie. But then when I watched it for the first time, it felt more like a comedy, which is kind of funny because the original script title was Scary Movie. So it later did turn into. An yes. And then comedy. they turn it into a scary movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I actually was I found myself laughing a lot during the movie it's a nice balance of like it breaks up the tension actually so i like it a lot and i kind of like that it does get meta because it is making fun of the genre but it's also doing that to trick the audience so it's really intelligent in my opinion i like it yeah it's a really fucking phenomenal script the script um, is fantastic especially since the guy said he wrote it like super fast he was like yeah i needed to write this really quick because uh Someone else may have come out with the movie, and so I locked myself away in some fucking desert hotel and wrote the whole thing. Yeah, so we should say that guy is Kevin Williamson, who after this movie, after Scream, went on to write basically every major teen horror movie of the 90s. He went on to create Dawson's Creek. Oh, wow. Um, He was like the it guy for a long, long, long time. We should also say that Wes Craven directed the first four movies. All the movies up to this point, up to the new one, have all been directed by Wes Craven. Scream 4 was Wes Craven's final film. Wow. A lot of people don't remember that right before he died. Rest in pain. (laughs) And the new Scream is directed by the guys who made Ready or Not. Yeah. So where, well, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's interesting. Where do you come out on Ready or Not? You like Ready or Not? Hold on. I don't remember what that movie was. Ready or Not is Hugo Weaving's daughter, Samara Weaving. She's going to get married. And the family decides on their wedding night that they're going to try to kill her. Oh, yes. It's kind of like a cat and mouse game almost, yes. right? Yes. It's cat and, and it's sort game. of like yes. a, a horror comedy. Definitely. Yeah. There's some comedy elements. I but actually it's, it's really horrific. liked it. I thought yeah. it was fun. I was movie. in it the whole way. Yeah, I loved it. Agreed. It's also got a batshit fucking ending, um, which I won't spoil because that's that's a still pretty new movie. And I would encourage everybody. I think there may be some people who go into this new screen, maybe wanting to catch up on those directors, previous films. So definitely go check out Ready or Not. Oh, that's um, an awesome. It is movie, definitely yes. worth your time. Mark, where do you stand on Wes Craven? Do you like Wes Craven's movies? Where does he fall in your I know you're picky about your horror. Where does he fall in your horror director? I can, actually I like a lot of his work, but hold on, I want to pull up because I know I always fuck up people's filmography, so I'm going to pull up his filmography, and then I will tell you which. Okay, ones and I while like. Mark pulls up the filmography, let's give him some appropriate music. <laughs> oh no, Mark, you <laughs> wouldn't download a car, you son of a bitch. Mark, you wouldn't <laughs> steal a purse. 
<laughs> Don't you download these people's filmographies, Mark. So, okay, I have to say that, like, I guess I'm not very familiar with his works. I remember I, I did see, I remember seeing Last House on the left, and I was like, not bad. I did see The Hills Have Eyes, also not bad. But Nightmare on Elm Street, um, I haven't really watched those movies. I'll be, to be completely honest with everyone. But he did direct one of my favorite horror films, which was The Serpent and the Rainbow. Fantastic movie amazing fantastic it's like movie. hands down has some of the best physical effects and i saw that when i was a kid and it scared the shit out of me and then i saw it later as an adult and i was like this is still an effective movie those the practical effects are awesome so yes i do like i've seen i haven't seen all of his stuff but the the movies that i have seen i really liked him i think he's a he's a great director wes craven gets a lifetime pass for me for i love the original nightmare on Elm street although this may be blasphemy i'm sorry I prefer Dream Warriors. That's the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie ever made, in my opinion. He didn't make that one. I'm sorry to tell you. Chuck Russell made it, and I think it's the best <laughs> Freddy movie ever made. However, I think he gets a lifetime pass for the creation of Freddy Krueger as well as Scream, but also one of my my favorite Wes Craven movie is The People Under the Stairs. Ah, yes. It I is by far my favorite Wes Craven. It's fantastic. If you can get your hands on a copy, I, maybe it's on Tubi or fucking... Fucking Tubi, man. Goddamn 2020. Gotta love Tubi. Shout out to Tubi. Is this the year of Tubi? 2020 Tubi? Um, I'm going to tell you something. I watched a movie on Tubi today, and I only had two ad breaks. But I'm not getting tricked. <laughs> I'm not going back to watch Tubi because I know they're just waiting. They're going to hit me with eight ad breaks next time. People Under the Stairs came out in 1991. It's a Wes Craven movie. That one is more of like a fable. It's a really unique movie. Early Ving, Ving Rhames performance. And if you're a Twin Peaks fan, both... Big Ed, um, both Big Ed and his wife are in the movie and they play husband and wife in uh, People Under the Stairs and it is fucking phenomenal. Just fucked up, funny, weird. The kind of like weird that a big studio will never do nowadays. Like the fact that that came out from New Line Cinema, like a major fucking player, blows me away. Anyway, <laughs> definitely that's my favorite. By the way, I think you and I share another one, which is Red Eye. And I, I love Red Eye. You recommended that to me. Yes. Red Eye is fantastic. That was really fun. That's, that's a super a, fun movie. That's a movie that a lot of people have forgotten about. It's uh, one of Killian Murphy's earliest, earliest performances. Oh, yeah. uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. Just a really tight little thriller. Um, and funny enough, that movie is a PG-13 movie. Really? You would never guess, but it's PG-13. Damn. Which means I could have seen that without my grandma's help. <laughs> it would have been totally fine. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> so there we go we've properly sort of uh balanced our soul so let's talk scream man um i want to just start out by saying that one thing i really appreciate and this is i think like a very easy thing to comment on but it's the first thing i noticed because it had been a while since i rewatched it and uh -huh. i should say i watched it on 4k i got the 4k steelbook it took forever to fucking arrive to my house because it got the supply chain issues Dude, um, it's crazy how long shit is taking. Dude, I ordered. By the a way, did you notice you didn't get your birthday gift yet? Dude, yeah, I I still have not received anything from you. Like, what the fuck is going what the on? Fuck? I think it's over now. I mean, my birthday was three months ago. <laughs> it's over. Mark, I think I'm just never gonna get a gift from you, and that's okay. <laughs> no, but what is going on with these fucking DVDs and shit? Because I pre-ordered some stuff, and it's been like four months, and I haven't gotten shit. I'll tell you what happened. 
I think it got stolen. <laughs> I think David Arquette took his pants off, and I think that shit got stolen, Mark. You wouldn't steal a DVD. Look, <laughs> 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 though, for real, it took like two months to get my Scream 4K, and I pre-ordered. Like, I didn't, I didn't fucking do the thing. I didn't go on eBay and pay a scalper extra money so I could get it. Like, are I wait, waited like a good boy. People are fucking scalping these DVDs now. Yes, people are scalping Steelbook 4Ks because they know that the 4K authoring plants and stuff are heavily backed up right now. Oh, so the few shit. people that have these copies, they're making people pay through the fucking nose to get these movies that they that are rightfully theirs that they should be able to buy at normal price. Anyway, That's I pre-ordered insane. on Best Buy and I just waited and waited and finally one day it showed up. And I want to say it was totally worth it. My 4K looked incredible. The resolution was fantastic. And I haven't seen the original Scream. I think it had maybe been like six or seven years. It's been a while. Wow. I loved it. And I thought it was so watchable. That's the thing. It's like I'm noticing, especially now we watch so many goddamn movies. Like it's very clear to me when it's uncomfortable to sit through a movie or when a movie is dragging, when a movie is tough to sit through. Like if a movie is so watchable that I forget to that my phone is around me. Yeah, exactly. Then I know, oh shit, that's the power of this movie. It's really holding my attention. And this scream, this original scream, totally did that, man. Um, I forgot my phone for two hours. I was just sucked in. Wow. It flows so well. There's only one scene I think doesn't work or flow so well, and it happens very early on, thankfully, and once that happens, it's over. It's the scene where Billy sneaks into sydney's bedroom through the window and their dialogue uh, yeah. is very it's it's like it's very it's like they're reading cue cards almost yes. it feels yes. like it's like oh this sounds odd yeah it's all Plus about kind of um, like it's like all about them like our relationship is pg-13 it's yeah like, it's like we can make it nc-17 here's some raw footage it's like, yeah, I'm like, ah. I'm like nobody talks like this it's like none of these fucking teenagers know these are like this is more like an industry conversation. Yes. You know? But that's that to me is the only scene that doesn't I work edit in the movie. my dick into your vagina. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> this is the uncut version. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uncut. I thought you were circumcised. Um, <laughs> that's the only scene that doesn't work for me. But every other scene is just, I, I think it might almost be pitch perfect. Like there is not, that's the only thing I would remove from the movie or revise every other scene. I would keep exactly as is where it is, how it happens. Well, Do you it's have, kind of, it's a, it's very respectful of film nerds. That's what I have to say. It's like, it doesn't really like make fun of the film nerd. He's kind of like, he's almost like the prophet. That's like, no, you have to fucking listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. It's like, these are the things I notice that will save your asses. And everyone's just like, yeah, and it kind of lionizes him, right? It makes him it makes him a hero. Yeah, and he survives, which is great. Yes, I totally thought he was, and I, and yeah, I always he's forget. a guy that I, you would figure would die first because he's yes. like he knows all the tropes, and then he just gets killed by one of the tropes as like a joke. And spoiler, Randy winds up dying in part two. He dies in the sequel. They bring him back and he gets pulled into the van and then there's a really grotesque reveal of what happened to him in the van. It's very bloody and gross. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Were you planning on watching two and three and four now and I just ruined two for you? Yeah. you remember it? 
I mean, to be fair, it's like how old is the movie? Like twenty. It's very old. old. I think part two came out in like two years later, so nineteen ninety eight, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, I have no excuse. It's so old, dude, that Jada Pinkett Smith was still Jada Pinkett, and fucking Tori Spelling is in it, (laughs) and it's not a joke. Tori Spelling is actually in the movie. You know what's crazy? I didn't recognize Rose McGowan at all. Yes, well, because you know Rose McGowan today, like that militant buzz cut machine gun leg not even it's funny i don't even think of her in the grindhouse way anymore i think of her as the me too rose mcgowan who's on twitter like, like yelling I've at everybody my head yeah super to me, militant. God damn it yeah totally she's mad at everybody that's who i think of i actually saw her before i left new york i was around carnegie hall i went to a random diner i don't know what i was doing up there maybe a job interview or something and i walked by her in the street and I remember thinking in my head, I was like, oh, my God. I thought that that was like an angry homeless guy. That's actually Rose McGowan. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm dead serious. serious. Did she yell at you for being part of the patriarchy or something? No, she didn't even look at me because I was a man. She was like, disgusting <laughs> man. She spit in my direction. Fucking um, colonizer. <laughs> Get out of my path. <laughs> It's like, I, I don't know. I, I just like pizza. I'm just trying to go to the wood diner. I'm trying to go to Big Nick's too. <laughs> I'm trying to eat an undercooked cheeseburger. Um, <laughs> shout out to Big Nick's too. They never gave me an undercooked cheeseburger. I'm sorry. That was unfair, guys. That was a good cheeseburger you gave me. Um, <laughs> I do want to say too. Um, so let's call out. So we're talking about the cast. Right. Rose McGowan is very good in this movie. They're, they're all really no, she's good, awesome. Yeah. Is there anyone who's a standout? If you had to say this person you know steals the movie. Just because of like my past experience with David Arquette, I thought he was awesome in that he's like a yes. very likable. He's not because they, I think he was saying because I watched like a behind the scenes thing. He's saying that they actually wanted some like, you know, chiseled buff dude to play the role. Oh, that's so he wrong. Somehow, though. He, yeah. He convinced them that he should be Dewey. And it was it actually made it more of a unique film because you have this kind of like he's kind of a sweetheart, you know? Yeah, Dewey he's should like be nice silly and goofy guy. and lanky. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I, and I'm glad he too survives. That was very nice. Yes, apparently that was improvised. They were going to leave it sort of up to the imagination whether or not Dewey survives. You were just supposed to see him get carted off uh, on the gurney at the end into the ambulance. But Wes Craven said, just in case, can we shoot a take where you give a little thumbs up? So the audience knows oh, you're wow. okay. And that's the take they wound up using because in edit, they were like, oh shit, this movie's going to make a lot of money. We should have a sequel. And he was like, all right, I'm going to use the take where David is alive. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, pretty smart. Well, good thing they did because now he's in the fifth one. Now he's in all of them. He's in <laughs> all of the movies. Yeah, I think David Arquette's fantastic. I think what they what is known as the Scream Big Three, which is Sidney, Nev Campbell, Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox, and Deputy Dewey, who is David Arquette, I think are all fantastic. But for me, I know I gave him a hard time at the beginning of the show. Jamie Kennedy is my favorite cast member in this movie. Oh no, he's good. Actually, I really like Nev Campbell too. She's awesome. She's like, she does. She does a great job of being like innocent and, but also tough. Like she kicks that motherfucker several times. Can we also talk about how that guy sucks or both of them suck? They get their asses beat several times and throw into the ground. (laughs) like beer bottles thrown at their chest <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're pretty weak like a beer bottle of the chest and the guys down on the ground they get 
he gets well that fucking you know what i like about sydney about nev campbell's character is there's a moment where they show you like oh shit she's like truly a survivor like oh yeah he's not gonna try and save a bunch of lives she's not an action hero she's looking out for herself because there's a moment where when it's Stu and Randy outside, and they're like, he did it. He's the killer. He's the killer. And she's like, fuck you both. And yes, she slams the door that. on them. Amazing, because it shows you she is a survivor. She doesn't fucking trust either of these guys. Then she feels bad, obviously, because Randy is not the killer, and he gets shot later. <laughs> but I just love that moment. Like, It's like, yeah, I think the, the hero of a studio movie would act this way. No, Scream's like, fuck that. She's going to slam the door in both of their faces. No, but that's great. I like that she's intelligent because if you think about it, if you couldn't tell between the two, but you knew both of them, you're not going to want to kill them. You just kick them out the door. Yeah, dude. That's like the logical move. It is very clear, I think. Even when you're watching the early group scenes, like when they're at school, it is very clear that there is something going on with Skeet, Ulrich, and Matthew Lillard. Um, because they keep looking at each other and there's well, little the thing is, trades I, of dialogue exchanges where you're like, even if you didn't know the outcome where you would be like, these two fucking guys are sketchy. Well, here's the thing is I, and when I first saw it, I initially thought that they were doing that as a way to like, oh, we're going to make these guys so obvious that you will discount them. So that's one of the reasons why, like, I, I was, cause when I first saw Skeet Ori, I'm like, this guy's just a fucking creepy Johnny Depp or, well, I guess you could say he's. <laughs> i'm sorry i love johnny depp go johnny depp he seems like he's <laughs> playing a version of tony perkins and psycho in this he seems like oh Norman he even Bates. references it yes too. Yeah. but here's the thing is it's like i thought that that was just like you know they were just doing that throw you off the trail and it would be someone else that was like completely you know dude completely discount. people don't see this at home but mark is wearing like a blazer and his hair is combed and he has glasses dude you look like you're on fucking cnn like if this was a <laughs> segment on scream on cnn dude that's how you look right now well i'm getting prepped yo <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> mark looks like he's on npr and i look like i'm on QAnon radio i just have to stick this fucking <laughs> microphone in my nose so you can hear my breathing yes and then I, then i will be on NPR. they're like our new covid tests for cnn is to stick this little mouth guard into your nose <laughs> so anderson cooper knows whether or not you've got the omicrons <laughs> <laughs> um i also want to say quickly i know this has now just turned into mark and i telling you what we like but fuck you it's our show we can do whatever we want um I also love, I just noticed this yesterday. So Rose McGowan and Dewey are brother sister. Their mom, Mark, you want to know who the mom is? Who's it's, the mom? it's fucking Billy's mom from Gremlins. That's Mrs. Peltzer. You want to hear something funny? I've never you seen son Gremlins. son of a bitch, Mark. You son I of a bitch. You God. know I love Gremlins, Mark. How could you do this to me on air? How could you reveal this to me? <laughs> I feel like we're on fucking Mori and you just revealed that you're not who you said you were. You are not the father. Oh, there's that one guy who does the fucking dance. I love when they do the He's dance. He's the fucking robot off stage. <laughs> he does the worm like all on the stage. That shit you is You see that awesome. one guy that runs through the entire studio because he's so happy? He's Let's not look. A Wait, I'm going to search for it. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> part of our entertainment culture just people happy they're not fathers 
This is a compilation I found, right? Dude, and the mother's devastated. Rashawn, the poor kid, too. In the case of three-year-old Carlito, Rashawn, oh, yeah. you are not. Why is the audience cheering for him? <laughs> <laughs> Yay, the kid's going to grow up fatherless. That's great. <laughs> In the case of three-year-old <laughs> Nailani, Rayshawn, you are not. I like when they go backstage. <laughs> I like when they go backstage to humiliate the mom too. They're like, hi, Leilani. So now the whole world knows that you fucking lied to this guy and you're a massive <laughs> slut. How do you feel right now? <laughs> He's doing dances, by the way, and we gave him champagne for his dressing room. How do you feel? <laughs> he also got $10,000 as a bonus for not being the father. Not. Run, bitch. Run. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> 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 Dude, her shoe fell off. Wow, she fucking Maury, elbow drops her. I knew, Maury. <laughs> I like that Maury's like, hey, 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 please. She's had enough. Dude, this episode has gone off the rails and I don't give a shit. Wait. <laughs> Let's let's watch another. There's one. some really good ones here. It was at this moment he knew. Kanaya. How these four kids. Oh my god! <laughs> How did she just launch herself off the chair? Look at the music. <laughs> oh my god. Is he? Is that his phone number? What is he holding? <laughs> so this guy's offering people his phone number. <laughs> Yo, you can reach me at. <laughs> uh, no children, single man. I shoot here. blanks. TV star Maury Povich fame. TV star. <laughs> Friends with Maury. I'm gonna be partying at Maury's lake house this weekend. There's gotta Childless. be somebody that like fucking childless. <laughs> There's gotta be someone that break danced their way off. That would be dope. <laughs> Wait, do we think 130%? I think she's broken. Right, I'm just so excited because right. I, I just want the audience. I just want the oh. audience to feel stupid afterwards. Simone, I'm excited. Marvin. You've been at 100. percent You've been at 110. percent You've been at 120. percent And I'm 130 this time. Marvin. Oh, 130. Open okay. them up. Okay. Look at how happy that guy is. He knows. Damn. When it comes to baby Lewis, Freddie. You are not you stupid. <laughs> Damn, those sets get wrecked, yo. Shit. Mori tries to help them off. This guy's like dancing and humping the air and stuff. <laughs> Mori's like, please stop it. Please. Can I get some Can I get some behave? Everyone behave, please. And that guy's like, fuck you. <laughs> I like that they dance next to this poor lady that's like devastated. <laughs> I like the fall face flat onto the floor. Thump. And the guy's like, yeah. And then he does the, fl <laughs> the fucking floss move from Fortnite. 
Dude, I don't even remember how we got into this. Yo, what the fuck were we talking about? What movie was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's because the mom from Gremlins, Mrs. Pelzer, <laughs> is fucking Dewey and Rose McGowan's mom. I cannot believe you've not seen Gremlins. How is that possible? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know. I think my probably my probably my parents thought that they were like of the devil or some shit. Dude, you gotta watch Gremlins and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Wait, are they making another Gremlins as well, right? They're supposedly going to make another Gremlins, but there's a series that's been in development for a long time called Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai. Oh. Shit. And I said say that with a straight face and sound cool. <laughs> Gremlins yeah, that was Secrets cool. of the Mogwai. I think I know why Jamie Kennedy is your favorite character in Scream. <laughs> yeah, I felt fucking nerd. I felt a kindred spirit with Jamie Kennedy in this movie. <laughs> Come on, there wasn't some small part of you. Knowledge of horror films. There wasn't some small part of you that was like, "Yes, this is me." Yes. Yeah, part of it was like that would be me if you I think had a every good memory. <laughs> film nerd sees themselves as as Randy Jamie in this Kennedy. movie. Yeah. You think they I'm watch it? Sure. Like, no, I was actually very appreciative of that character. I'm not even fucking joking. I was like, oh, wow. People, like, they're normalizing someone that likes movies. Because pretty much all my friends love movies, but do you, we don't get representation in movies. And we're no. the fucking moviegoers. We're the best moviegoers. The only other what movie character <laughs> I know that, like, knows movies and is a character in a movie and is this is seen as a good thing and he's not mocked for it, it's used as an ability, is the fucking kid... That's in our open of our show. Danny Madigan from Last Action Hero when he says, because this is a movie. That kid way, is Randy. That's one of my favorite Arnold movies. It's one of the best Arnold movies ever made. It gets me in the heart. But Mark, heart no more Arnold movies for you. You have to watch Gremlins. I can't I will watch believe Gremlins. you've Hold never on, seen me, Gremlins. Please write, write that down. I'm writing this down on the show. Mark, watch Gremlins. Okay, here we go. Gremlins. Mark is typing. And as he types. Oh, shit. It's on HBO Max, baby. Yeah, they're both on HBO Max. Uh, Gremlins you do not and have Gremlins to pirate it. <laughs> no, you don't. It's a crime, Mark. That's why I do the, the fucking. Pirate. I don't have to pirate dance. Uh. Uh, yeah, uh. get it, get it. Mark, what's your favorite kill in Scream? Ooh, that's a good a, do one. Do you have a favorite kill in the movie? I think the first one is very effective. But you know what? I'm going to say something that's probably be considered rude. To be honest, I don't feel much for Drew Barrymore's character because she does so many dumb things, like just standing there like, ah! Well, here's my thing with her. Like, oh, okay, kill her. She should get off the phone. If the killer tells you, don't call the police, you should immediately call the police anyway. Um, and that she doesn't, but if she did that, there wouldn't be a movie. She would go on and live her <laughs> life, right? We need her to make that poor decision. She's also a scared teenager. There's a lot going on. Her boyfriend's tied up. The popcorn is burning in the kitchen. Um, I love that opening scene. But again, I think it was less about caring about the character and more about the fact that the entire marketing campaign featured her as if she was like a lead. Oh, yeah. And it's for me, that was a big surprise when she died. Because I had, like I said, I I went into it cold when I first saw it. So that was like a shocker to me because from my memory of that time, like the 90s, Drew Barrymore was killing it. You know. Yeah, she was pretty big, man. Uh, she had yeah, those she Poison Ivy movies, and uh, she was Two Faces' girlfriend. <laughs> she did, dude. I gotta look up these Poison Ivy movies because I sort of remember them. Yeah, Poison there was uh, there was They're a like Poison Ivy that like it came out like a year or two before 
she was in Batman Forever. So I was kind of surprised. I remember when she turned up in Batman Forever because I was like, I've seen you nude a lot. That was a bit character, too. She doesn't have many lines in that, right? Yeah, they stuck a lot of actresses into those. Like, is if you watch Batman and Robin, uh, Mr. Freeze's, one of his henchwomen is Vivica A. Fox. Yeah. She's they, there for, like, two like scenes. Well it's so weird. There. Yeah. And they're just like, you look good in underwear. You're in. You wear <laughs> underwear throughout the whole Same with um, movie. Uh, New York actress Debbie Mazar. She is the spicy one in the Two-Face Thruple. Isn't that what isn't that what they're called? Thruples? When it's yeah, three of them. They're, a couple, a lot, a they're on a lot of dating sites nowadays. Thruples. Thruples. That you can they're get admitted like, into a thruple. Looking for a third. Oh like, man. Uh, oh, okay. So like Two Face and his two henchwomen, his two ladies. Yeah. So Two Face. <laughs> do we, are we saying Two Face from Batman Forever is the first Thruple? Yeah, I think. Well, he's way ahead of his time. Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> with the so. two the two ladies. <laughs> Dude. The first thruple ever was Batman Forever. Um, <laughs> my favorite kill, it's it's also just a brilliant just sequence of events, is it's when Henry Winkler, the principal, bites it. I love the, like, him playing with the mask alone in his office because it's Henry Winkler and it's ridiculous. But then he... He comes out and he sees Wes Craven in a cameo dressed up as Freddy Krueger. Oh, Cooker. yes, Freddy. I, was, I wanted to mention <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I like, thought that was, I actually laughed he's like, out what the fuck you call me? <laughs> what does he say? And he's kind of like hunched over. Yeah. But he says something because Henry Winkler is like, you fucking assholes. And he's, yeah. he's just talking out loud. And when he sees Wes Craven, Wes Craven goes, what the hell you call me? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But he, I have to say, Henry Winkler plays it really straight. And he's actually kind of scary as the principal. He's like, the, if I had gone to school, he would be the principal I would be afraid when of. He, yes, when he kicks the... Uh, when he when expels, he expels the, kids. the two kids. Yeah, that's yeah, great. <laughs> um, I do love... Ghostface is such a great... It's so funny because, like, I love uh, Michael Myers. Um, and and you think about these great, you know, horror icons and their, their looks. You know, Freddy's got a very signature look. Michael's got a very signature look. Leatherface's look changed too much throughout the franchise. A lot of people don't remember that. At first, he was just wearing, like, a face. Then later, he was looked like he was kind of, like, had a woman's face. And then by, like, the fourth or fifth movie, Leatherface is, like, in full drag. He's in, like, a dress and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? When you get to like ne- Texas Chainsaw Next Generation, he's in like a dress. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So like Leatherface's look changes too much. Um, I really like the very clean look of Ghostface. And even though they slightly updated it for this new movie that's coming next week, I love the way it looks. The sort of shapeless robe that covers the figure. So you can't really tell like, is the killer fit? Is the killer big, small? Like you don't know. Um also, I, it's very much like those budget Halloween outfits, you know? Yes. It's, it looks perfect. When they show it in the packaging, you know how sometimes you see, like, fake products in movies and it's just like, oh, that's completely unbelievable. The graphic design's off. The design of the product is off. This one, it was like, oh, shit, that looks like something that you could just buy in the store. Yes, and apparently in the script, they didn't know that it was going to... That mask wasn't called out. Um, they, I learned this from the commentary. They were saying that the... They just listed it as a cheap Halloween mask. They said a five and dime mask. And on their location scout, when they were looking for different, um, just like bits and props and stuff, they found that mask. It was in a pile of masks. And that's the one they wanted. And they said, well, can we have our art department riff on different looks? 
Um, and they were just none of them are coming close to that original Ghostface mask. And Wes Craven was like, can we just get the rights to this oh, wow. fucking mask? Because this is the one we all like. It's the one we keep coming back to. And they did. And now look Wait, at that. I think since then, it's been like one of the most popular Halloween costumes of all time every oh, year. Shit. Wait, so was it a legit budget Halloween costume? Yes, it came from like a weird five. Like oh. wasn't that well known. It was like a cheap Halloween store costume. I think it was like... Uh, whatever it's like one it. of those off-brand stores Old where Death it's like or Father Time or something like that. G.I. John they sell, and it's like, ah, oh, these are weird. Yes, it wasn't a spirit, fucking spirit Halloween store that pops up. <laughs> like, it was like, yeah, it was some local little mom and pop place that had it, like a cheapy mask. Now they're billionaires. Now they're billionaires. So thank you, Wes Craven. So we have Wes Craven <laughs> to thank for the ghost face craze. We have Wes Craven to thank for Freddy Krueger. We have Wes Craven to thank for discovering Jamie Kennedy. We have Wes Craven to thank for, uh, fuck, man. The, the guy has done a lot. Just well, just revolving around this franchise. Oh, yeah. Well, in my opinion, you can tell a great director when they take these no-name actors and they kind of, like, launch their careers. Yes. You know, sort of like Richard Linklater did with, you know, uh, Dazed and Confused. Like, you can tell when, like, you yes, have a there's director. no There'd be no Matthew McConaughey if there was no Richard Linklater. Yeah. So I think Wes Craven definitely deserves all the credit he's due. There'd be no Owen Wilson without Wes Anderson. Very true. Right? There'd be no John Travolta. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> without Tarantino. Mark, it feels like we're kind of coming to the end of our Scream talk. Is there any last things you want to call out? I guess we can only jerk out? off Scream for so long. Yeah, we can only jerk it off so much. <laughs> uh, like when you jerk off at Maury's Lake House on the weekend because you found out that you were not the father. Um Mark, is there any other last things you want to call out for Scream 1996? I have to say, it's like one of those movies where everything, the script is perfect, dialogue is great, all the characters are fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, just go into it cold. It's great. Well, I guess you've got too many spoilers already. But anyway, it's a fucking awesome movie. <laughs> Even if you know who the killers are, like, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, here's the thing is, it's like I was I was reading somewhere that uh, or was during one of the behind the scenes thing. I believe one of the producers was talking about it. it's like one of those movies that you can keep rewatching. And even though, you know, the ending, you just pick up certain things. Plus, there's something like like how you were picking out certain things with um, uh, Matthew Lillard and Steve. Uh, what the hell is this guy named Skeet Ulrich's Skeet character? Ulrich. You know when you, you were saying that like when you watch it a second time and you know that they're the killers you start picking up on different things it's great. Yeah like it little exchanges when he's like well I didn't kill anybody and he goes nobody said you did it's the yeah. way he delivers it where you can tell oh fuck these two guys made a pact. It actually makes it creepier. It's almost yes. like um, funny game. It's sort of like I guess it's a precursor to funny games or which one came first? Funny actually? games came first because there's the original Haneke version and then he That's Americanized right, yeah. it later. So funny games definitely came first. Okay, so I guess they were influenced by funny games. So hey, fuck Scream! <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> no, Scream is it's a fucking awesome movie. It's definitely even though it's a '90s movie, just seeing how it's gore film is gorgeous like the, the cinematography is awesome plus you know what the other thing i liked about it too is like there's that one shot where they're all discussing before the party scene and it's kind of like the sun is like this it's almost like mid sunrise and it's this tracking shot behind them and they're just all talking and it's it's beautiful it doesn't it's aged really well you know how a lot of the only thing that really hasn't aged well is the text and maybe yes. some of the music 
but as far as cinematography is concerned, this movie is gorgeous for, you know a, what for bit, a horror film. You know what bit I also really like is the bit where um, you see the town locking down for curfew. Like the mother takes her kid away from the park where they're having a picnic. The fucking local ice cream shop has like a closed sign. And then like a, a scene later, Dewey has an ice cream cone as his chief is like smoking a cigarette. It's just <laughs> really smart. It's it's very it's a tight, tight, tight script and a tight, tight, tight film. Um I love it. I think this movie's tight as a drum. There's a reason that it has been uh, an iconic film for a long time and and basically reshaped horror for, I would say, up to now, up to the modern day. I, w- I would say up to, I think maybe Hostel starts to kind of change the game a bit and get us into torture porn. So they had a pretty good run from like 1996 to like 2005. This was the Scream era, I think, of horror movies. So kind of cool, man, that one movie was able to restart a whole genre oh and just yeah. kind of own it um and change the slasher genre around to a more of like a it was a great comp it's like the fact that it's a really effective whodunit really elevates the film too yes 100 like, like i said for me i was always like my on my first viewing i was always trying to like any character could have done it you know up yes. to the point where you see them die and then you're like okay i can and then cross you that were asking off. yourself but who done it <laughs> but who anyone could have done it who done it <laughs> mark uh before we change over let's get into predictions i thought this could be a, a neat thing okay predictions so we're going to review the new scream movie next week right mark predictions for the new scream movie is there anything that you think is going to happen is there anything you want to see happen I, the feeling I get is that it's going to be very similar to the first one. That's one of the things I feel as though they'll do, especially with a new director. The, my other fear is that they're going to like start doing dumb things with the characters too. Like it's Courtney Cox is back and David Arquette is back. I get the feeling they're going to be like, they were married and then now they're divorced. Well, they and already like, kind of did that the, I, um, in I part four. Seen, Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. No, you and I went to the theater to see that together. Did we? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, Mark! Wait, where the fuck did we see? It? First off, you don't see Gremlins, and then you forget that we saw Scream <laughs> Four together in the theater. They did we are see no that at Alamo? Later. No, we went to Sixty Eighth. Wow, that was when fuck. we were still going to Sixty Eighth on like Saturdays. That was our theater. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Was Tower we... Records still around? <laughs> yes, I think so. We saw Scream Four together. Fuck. It clearly did not make an impression on you. Yeah, it made an impression on me. Um, Whoops. I will say. <laughs> I, I hope will... they, by the way, one last thing. I yes, hope please. they don't do that bullshit where they're like, it's a supernatural thing now. You know how they do that yeah. crap? I doubt I they will do better. that. I, this move, this It's already getting rave reviews. I haven't read any of them, but I just see people blowing up about it. Um, I will say my one thing is I genuinely hope that it's not any of the main three. I don't want Ghostface to pull his mask off and surprise, it's David Arquette. I think that would yeah. be horrible. I don't want that. Um, all I also hope they don't kill the main characters, to be completely honest. I agree. All we've gleaned from the trailers is that the killer is a copycat, obviously, and is tracking and chasing victims, chasing family members of the original killers. So that's all we know. I'm just hoping that that reveal is sound. I, yeah. don't, I, don't I hope want they it don't to be pull cheap. a Halloween either. Like yeah. these new Halloween movies, like that second one, really like 
left a bad taste in my mouth for the rest of the series. Just awful. Though I just really hope they keep the, uh, I don't know, I hope they keep it as close to the original as possible. Hell yeah, that, dude. Like subversive way and like where there's twists and turns that you can't predict. So fingers crossed for that. And I hope personally, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're laughing, but uh, I hope that you are not the father, dude. I hope that it gets found out. That... Your life doesn't want to be with Here we go. Oh, no. Maury? It's more Look at this guy. He looks like Jamie Kennedy's brother. No, this is the father of my kid. Yeah, you're all when it comes to three year, when it comes to three year old Addison Cameron, you are not be gone. Slut! <laughs> oh Wait, did someone say be gone, slut? Oh my God. Someone added this, I think. I don't think fucking Maury Where said that. Where is she going? Is she running back home? And these results sent to your mama, your baby mama, everybody in the family. Oh shit! The case oh shit! Of four month old Mariah Raphael. You are not. <laughs> I like that that guy that has to run after the women afterwards is getting quite a workout because these are big ass cameras. Uh-uh, no, that's not true. That's not true, Maury. That's not true, Maury. Where are the results? It's like in my big fucking folder that I always show everyone. God damn it. <laughs> I've had real doctors look into it. <laughs> I hosted them at my lake house. <laughs> Mark, are you ready? Oh, wait. Before we go, shit. Before we get off on Just screen. Instagrams. I wanted to read some Instagrams while it's still relevant to people who answered. Um, we asked, hey, we want to hear your scream memories. We want to hear your thoughts on the movie. And a lot of you wrote in at on our Instagram at the Matt and Mark movie show. And I wanted to read a couple of those. Duh. God, I'm so bad. I'm like out of practice. Um, I thought I was the one that was away for a while. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Our buddy. <clears throat> Jesus, I'm fucking throat clearing this episode. Oh, shit. Dude, Maury. Maury. This could not be Maury. Um, that's what I say to you when you're like, I never saw Scream 4. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We were there. Mark, you did not see Scream 4. Um, <laughs> our buddy Dave Green. You are not in the audience. <laughs> our buddy Dave Green from the Love of Cinema. Mark. Love those guys. The Love of Cinema guys were on here last week. And John Say told an amazing story about when he met you. I have you. to listen to that episode. I finally saw Spider-Man No Way Home, so I'm going to listen to that okay. tomorrow. So those guys were amazing. And thank you again to Love of Cinema for being on my 2021 episode. They were awesome. But you Thanks were missed. Thanks for filling in, guys. You guys you were, were awesome. Uh, Dave from Love of Cinema said he did see the first scream in the theater. Hey, oh, yes. He says, I did not see the ending coming at all. He says, I also didn't see the first scene coming. The series is made of two great movies. I said, okay, the first one. Then I asked Dave, which is the other one you love? Is it part four? And he never answered. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a shocking reveal, just like Scream. Just like Scream. Thanks, Dave. Dave. (laughs) wants to leave it up to your imagination he wants to torture you okay so thank you for the sequel i guess he's saving thank you dave for writing in thanks for half answering that dave (laughs) our buddy our buddy tommy nuggets he um he has a great insta it's called ctso with tommy nuggets check this shit out with tommy nuggets very cool guy great account go follow them um tommy nuggets says 
Scream caused me to, for the first time in my life, pay to see something twice in theaters. He says, not only did I do it with Scream over that two-week Christmas break in seventh grade. But I, I did also... it with Titanic. <laughs> no, he says he also <laughs> did it with another film that dropped the exact same day. Beavis and Butthead do America. Wow. Now I'll admit as the years have gone on and after many viewings of both flicks, I can safely say Beavis and Butthead does not hold the large space in my heart that Scream does. But during the two weeks at the end of 1996, Scream and Beavis and Butthead do America were my whole world. And I imagine that's where my true young nerd self really started to sprout. Well said. And I think I'm right there with him. I think this guy is like about the same age as us then because... That made me feel very nostalgic when he said that. Beavis and my brother and I we used to sneak and watch Beavis and Butthead. So that was like a huge part of our childhood. I remember seeing Beavis and Butthead with my childhood friend, Kevin. I won't oh, say his last name. your childhood friend, your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> my childhood friend, my abuela. <laughs> Dude, my abuela was my childhood friend, but I also had another childhood friend. And his name Did was Did she Kevin. do the teepee for the bunghole thing? <laughs> yeah, it's my like, grandma my was grand, Cornholio. My abuela. <laughs> she's, like, this is, she's like, this shit is disrespectful to the Hispanic community. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh... Thank you, by the way, Tommy Nuggets, for writing it. I love this comment because this takes me right back because I remember seeing Beavis and Butthead do America on oh, the shit. same day that I saw Mars Attacks in the theater. No, oh, so you didn't lie about Mars Attacks. <laughs> no, I didn't lie about Mars Attacks. And then I saw uh, Scream. That was like a fantastic Dude, year for movies. what a trilogy for you. Jesus. But 1996 you saw, like, had... like three major films of that of the 90s. Dude, 1996, much. you ready? It had the original Mission... I'm not, doing... I'm not looking at a screen. I'm looking right at Mark. It had the original Mission Impossible. The Nutty Professor with fucking Eddie Murphy. Independence Day. We got The Phantom with Billy Zane. We got Scream, Beavis and Butthead do America, Mars Attacks. We got The Rock with Sean Connery. Dude, Damn, that's it a was, good fucking year. We got The Frighteners. That's almost as good as The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. Yeah, 1996 was one of the best years for movies, period. Can I just say something? I'm going to get shit on, but I honestly think the 90s was like a golden age of cinema. Oh, yeah, I would The agree. 90s were fucking great. So many amazing things came out during that time. Thank you, Tommy Nuggets, uh, for Thanks, taking Tommy us down Nuggets. that trip on uh, taking us down that trip on Memory Lane. Um, our buddy AJ at Genre Geeks. This is funny because we brought up Scary Movie. He said, uh, he said he saw Scary Movie first, and he thought this was a horror version of that. Isn't that funny? <laughs> so he thought it's just funny because oh one God. movie informed the other, and he thought, oh, weird. Now they're doing a horror movie version of this. That's hilarious. Actually, says, I would be curious to see to ask him if that ruined his experience of Scream. Oh, that's a good question. AJ, let us know. Um, he says he was seven, by the way. He was seven years old. Wow. And Ben H. Dude, we have not heard from Ben H. in a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, where did he go? He's here now. He says, I took a date. So this guy's a little older than us, I think. Ben H. He says, I took a date to see this in 1996, expecting to hook up with this girl. Long story short, she was so scared we did not hook up. She left me at the movies to this day. Do not know what happened that night. She got murdered. <laughs> I don't know what happened to her. I just woke up with blood all over my hand. <laughs> it was the strangest thing. <laughs> Thank you, Ben H. For uh, Thank you, Ben H. Murder. For confessing to a murder. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. Uh, there's been a confession to a crime on our show. <laughs> we didn't hook up because she was in my under my floorboards. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That's ben why he's H. gone for so long. He was disposing of bodies. <laughs> he was planning his... <laughs> 
He's like the I'm getting ready for the next Scream movie. <laughs> He's carefully planning his reveals and, and planting little seeds in his puzzle. Thank you, Ben H. Now that you've outed yourself <laughs> as the Scream killer. Mark, let's wreck it. Well, I know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you. That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. God, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God. Damn. No, we don't say it again. I promise, I promise. Babality. <laughs> Babality. Oh my gosh. Someone did that fucking Mortal Kombat sound effect. Oh, Steve. Jeez. What an ass. <laughs> so we're that moving poor lady. from Get Prepped. See, if I was smart, I would have had like a unique theme song for Get Prepped, but I won't. Instead, it was just a really long version of Amari. <laughs> yeah, it's just Amari. Uh, from Get Prepped to Get Wrecked. Mark, do you have any movies for Get Wrecked this I week? I do. I actually have two movies. And I haven't been here, so I apologize if these were already mentioned by previous guests. But I finally saw Spider-Man No Way Home. What'd you think of it? Fucking phenomenal. It was everything I wanted in the movie. And I went in cold because I didn't want to I didn't want any spoilers. You know me. If I really want to see a movie, I try to like Yeah. You will go radio silent myself on it. from uh social media, but oh my god, dude, all you've reveals... even removed yourself from movies you've seen, like when you saw Scream Four with me and then just admitted that you don't fucking remember. <laughs> I erased it from my memory. <laughs> I don't know how I did. I have a terrible memory, folks. It's not that I don't value hanging out with you, Matt. I just have a really bad memory. Babality. At uh, least I remember when uh, Frankenstein punched me in the face at Halloween Horror Nights. Ooh. That, uh, <laughs> Mark, Spider-Man No Way Home. Did you love Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Great, Great movie, script. right? I'll be honest, the one thing I disliked, and I understood where they, where, why they did it, because it's, I guess, part of the multiverse, but I really didn't like that they killed Aunt May. Oh. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people know by <laughs> yeah, now. The movie's made over a billion dollars. I think if you were going to see the movie, you've seen the movie at this point. We also did a whole episode about it. It was yeah, brought up last week. Already. Love of Cinema but came on and talked about it. So, okay, I don't have to worry about that. So I didn't really fuck up anything. Right no, but anyway, anything great up. script. I All the reveals and bringing back all the old characters. I Actually, you know what? I was even... The hell's that guy's name? <laughs> the guy that plays the giant-haired Spider-Man. <laughs> you talking about Beavis? No, you're talking about <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Andrew, I love... Andrew Garfield totally redeemed himself in this movie. The other thing it made me really miss Tobey Maguire, and I sincerely hope they make another Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Since it's a multiverse, they could. They could. It looks great. And I'm so glad that you and I discussed this over text, but it was nice that they, they weren't just these like brief reveals and then they got killed off the other Spider-Man. They actually kept them alive and they did stuff that actually yeah. furthered the story. They and were also, supporting characters. They had like real arcs and things yeah. to do. And even the villains, the fact that they were like, that the villains were like, they had to be healed. I thought that was a nice positive message. They weren't like trying to kill off these people. Yeah, that was nice. It was like, they're trying to like, and it, the thing is it tied off all the loose ends with all those multiverse villains. And you actually 
you kind of felt happy because like they were cured, they survived. Aunt May dies. Sorry about that, Aunt May. But you know, really great way to wrap up everything. So that's my first recommendation. Do you want Love me to it. go into my second one, or do you? Let's want go. To go let's next? go back and forth. Let's go back and okay. forth. So I'm going to go in with my first recommendation of the week, and that is Cop Shop. Ah. I finally saw Cop Shop. This is the new Joe Carnahan film. I was lukewarm on seeing this because I was like, eh, I saw the trailer. I saw Gerard Butler. I was like, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I think this looks like way too bro-y and weird. And I just didn't care. And I wound up watching it um, over the break because I was like, I want to watch a new movie, but I don't want to go. Like I'd seen everything I was going to see at the theater. I was like, I want to watch like a brand new movie on streaming. And I decided to watch Cop Shop and I'm so fucking glad I did. I'm sorry I didn't give this movie a chance sooner. Listen, if you are we at all- We almost reviewed it though, actually. We did. We almost did a whole yeah. episode on it. And I, and I think we should have because if you're at all interested in Cop Shop, go and fucking see it. It's awesome um it's easily the best movie that joe carnahan's made in years really it's fantastic all the dialogue cracks everything it's like such snappy performances uh from gerard butler frank grillo but especially from toby huss who plays this psychotic hitman it's one of the best like breakout supporting characters i've seen in a long time where it's like a perfect match of performance and writing where you're like, I can't imagine any other person being, and like this guy steals the movie. This one character steals the movie. He's not even in it that much. You should watch it for him alone, but it is fantastic. The violence is brutal, visceral. There are great double crosses. It's got fantastic dialogue. This is just an entertaining fucking movie. If you want a movie that's almost like, it's almost like, I hate to say this, but like my elevator pitch would be, if Tarantino remade Assault on Precinct 13 and oh, everybody shit. was like really snappy, but it was like golden age Tarantino, like Reservoir Dogs age Tarantino, that's what Cop Shop is. I have to admit, I did start watching like I watched the first 20 minutes before this show because I'm I'm probably going to watch it completely tomorrow. But I'm not a fan of Joe Carnahan's cinematography. It looks kind of like muddy and like too many filters. This movie looks dope. Yeah, it's great. And I can't right. wait for the you to finish it. The dialogue so far is awesome. Like the first 20 minutes, I'm already in. I already like the movie, so I yeah. can't wait to finish watching it. He somehow to to made it every character likable. Every single character, no matter if you're a scumbag, a psycho, a good guy, every character is likable. You want to spend time with them. I can't say enough about Cop Shop. I was really just kind of like fucking shocked at how good it was. I was cop shocked, if you will. <laughs> That's what Gene Shalit would say on the fucking poster for the movie. Cop shock. Color me cop shocked. When you saw it, I thought you would it would be kind of like in the vein of Smoke and Aces, where it's supposed to be bombastic, See, but just I, comes across as I stupid. I didn't and like dumb. Smoke and Aces. Oh, I yeah. fucking hate that movie. I didn't like Smoke and Aces. I had high hopes for it, but it's terrible. Um, up to this point, my favorite Joe Carnahan thing was Narc. Yeah, Narc, uh, I loved Narc. Good. Narc's great you, old school Carnahan. That's like from film school. Mark yeah, and but I have you Narc. rewatched it though? No, it's been a long. I haven't seen it since. Pratt. I'm wondering how it's aged because it Probably had a not very two thousands <laughs> look to it. Oh, you that, know, that blue! Like, Everything's blue. Past blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm proud to say and happy to say that Cop Shop is fantastic. Joe Carnahan, big pat on the back for you, dude. You fucking did it. It's awesome. Um, also, it's it's 
a rental, but it's only six bucks. Like you can rent a 4K version of it for six bucks. And I highly recommend you do. Definitely don't steal a car. You wouldn't download a car, dude. <laughs> By um, the way, would pay you to buy, watch Cop Shop. Would you buy it uh, for rewatch? Yes. I'm would. actually I'm I I pre-ordered the fucking DVD. <laughs> I purchased I purchased oh. the movie. So um I will be getting it in the mail whenever the fucking mail decides to show up. Question for you then, is it gonna be in your rotation of rewatched movies? Maybe it's something I'm definitely looking forward to digging into more. I'm looking forward to having my own copy of it um, because for some reason, this feels like one of those movies that like in two years, like half the cast is going to be canceled. So I definitely want to have it. <laughs> so I can watch it whenever I want. It's sort of like, okay, Frank Grillo, at some point he's going to say something <laughs> mm-hmm. misogynistic. Yeah, he's going to be <laughs> he's going to be gone. Uh, yeah. Cop Shop is my first recommendation of the week. Back to Mark. All right, but I actually want to say people will probably they make fun of people for buying physical copies, but when your internet dies, you are set, sir. That's right. So I got a high. Don't got a whole ever vault. feel bad about having those physical copies. Plus, I you don't. own it. You'll never lose it. I love physical media. <laughs> I do. I love physical media. I honestly love it. I love it like Maury loves giving paternity. It sounded like I love it. You were being held up at gunpoint when you said that. I love physical media. <laughs> Please don't kill me. They're saying death to the West, death to America, and I love physical media. <laughs> Anderson Cooper wants you to stick this COVID test up your nose. <laughs> Mark can deny all he wants, but he saw Scream 4. I was there. <laughs> Mark, you son of a bitch. We saw Scream 4, I'm Mark. I'm so sorry. We I saw apologize. it together, Mark. Damn. No, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Mark, what's your second wreck of the week? All right. This one was probably also mentioned on this show, but I saw Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. Yes. Another. We did a whole and episode. The, you did? Yes. Oh, that's right. With Jess. I did an episode ah, now with Jess. I see. French now Dispatch. I can, now I can watch that episode now that yes. I've seen it because I was waiting to see this movie. Amazing movie. And I'm actually wearing a double-breasted suit. I like... Uh, yeah. As the saying goes, I like my suits like I like my women. Double-breasted. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, you should have gone total recall and said triple-breasted. <laughs> you don't look like you're in the French Dispatch right now. You look like you're on NPR. Like Mark would have a show on NPR. I'm going to fucking I just, put... I wait basically a minute, look wait. like a hipster douche. Hang on. I'm taking a screen grab of Mark because we're going to post this on the Instagram. This is what Mark looks like tonight, and this is what I look like. Point at the camera. Hey, hey. Okay, great. <laughs> Please send that to me. I would love to use it. I will. It's going on the it's going on the podcast Instagram, so you can see Mark's Sweet. hot new NPR look. Thank you. Also, do you like that I haven't tailored it at all? <laughs> <laughs> so chic, not tailoring. So hot right now. Mark way, French Dispatch. You loved it. Costumes in that movie, fantastic. When they say this is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie, it's so true. <laughs> They're not it's kidding. It's the most fucking Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie. It's gorgeous to look at. The story is great. It's fucking hilarious. My brother watched it with me and he was basically saying we paused it to take a break because we're old and we have to pee halfway through movies now. So we pause it and he saw that it was halfway through and he was like, oh, man, I can't believe it's halfway through. Because it's like, it's the movie that you want to keep going. I agree. It's that well made. And then especially 
the funny thing is because we saw that movie everything we saw after it just felt like dog shit because it was like okay here's an artist making a movie and then everything after that was like some corporate bullshit where it's like run by committee like you know like the matrix four it's just like we had to make it just because and if we didn't make it then warner brothers is gonna do their own you know it was this was just like a beautiful film that was very precise like the camera work was beautiful it's one of his best looking movies i actually think after grand budapest hotel i think this is my favorite i think no i think this is this is my favorite film then grand budapest let me wow that. wow yeah, I, think I really grand, like this movie. i think grand budapest is still my favorite but i would put i would i'm the inverse i would put french dispatch right there it's fantastic oh cool. um cool. mark my second wreck of the week directly applies to you my friend because you are always looking for comedies. Yeah. Mark, I've discovered a new comedy, a movie that somehow has flown under my radar for the past few years. And I just discovered because it was on HBO Max. I watched it on a whim and I fell in love with it. Ooh. It's a movie called They Came Together. Hold it on. looks on down. the surface like a traditional romantic comedy. And it sort of begins that way. But as the movie gets on, it gets more progressively absurd and ridiculous. It's from David Wayne and the same team that made Wet Hot American Summer. Oh. It's much of the same cast. It it stars Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. It's also on HBO Max. That's how we found it. Um, Jess and I just stumbled on it because we were like, hey, look, it looks like a cute movie with Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. We wanted to watch it. And I thought, like, at first I was like, eh, whatever, I'll settle in for, like, this romantic comedy. And lo and behold, I got like a secret, hilarious movie that not only makes fun of romantic comedies, but is in and of itself like it's a weird. It's almost like a weird comedy art piece. It's really fucking hard to describe without giving shit away. Um, All the people that you know from Wet Hot American Summer and the state like Michael Showalter, Chris Maloney, Ken Marino, all these guys are in it. But it's there's also other crazy people like Keenan Thompson is in it. a is it as absurd as Wet Hot American yes, Summer? Yes, it gets to those points where um, at first you're like, oh, weird. They're kind of commenting on the genre. This is kind of fun. And then as the movie goes on, you realize, oh, shit. They're just going to start doing all kinds of fucking crazy things uh, with this movie. And they pull it off. It's hilarious. I don't know what it is about whenever Chris Maloney, Stabler from SVU, whenever he works with the Wet Hot American Summer crew, he becomes fucking hilarious. He's like, no. That guy is a great comedian. Did you ever see Happy seasons one? Yes, and I saw. Two? I only saw season one of Happy. He's I never saw season two. Hilarious! He's great. Yeah, he's great. His comedic timing is spot on. He's really so, good. I highly recommend it. It's called They Came Together, and yes, even the title is itself a joke. They came together. Um, it's on HBO Max. I know the way the poster looks. I know that the way the write up on HBO Max looks. It looks like a fucking Nora Ephron movie. That's on purpose. That's the way it's supposed to trick you um it's fantastic if you're a fan of absurdist comedy late night comedy weird adult swim style comedy go watch they came together you will love it Ooh, i'm gonna check that out baby Gee. mark anything else on your wreck list i do i actually have three more things god damn they're go- they're all streaming series do you want me to just do you have any more i have one more that i'm gonna call okay, out so i'll do one and then you I'll i love it i love it back it. to you so the first one i don't think i've because i don't think i've been on since this you've i been, finally yeah, you've been gone a while i finally finished foundation oh my fucking god that is a great show and i is this, love it this is apple so plus much. right apple tv plus 
can I tell you, I guess I didn't tell the story. I watched the first 15 minutes of it on a, I, yeah, on a, on a copy on. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you fucking so I, I redeemed my, car, I redeemed, Mark. I redeemed myself, Apple. The first 15 minutes of watching the show, I signed up for Apple Plus. Wow. Not even a joke. I swear to God, the, the show is that fucking good. How many like, seasons are there? It's just one season for now, but the world building, I hate using that word, but the world building, the, the characters, the concepts in it, the, the editing, the way they jump timelines, it's fucking brilliant. It's such a good show. I don't, I'm not going to even say anything because I'd really like for you to watch it and check it out. All There's right. like a three months free of, uh, of uh, Apple Plus. You know what's so stupid? Take advantage of it and just watch I it. have Apple TV Plus. Oh, you do? Yes, it was one of those random things like my mom got a bunch of Apple TV Plus and then she like made us all sign up for her family thing. <laughs> so Bless I have you. it. Thank you. I have it. I sneezed, sneezed off mic. I have it. And um, I just never I always forget that we have it because like I, I wanted watch, to watch Greyhound watch with Tom Hanks and Finch with Tom Hanks because I love like old man movies and I wanted to watch both of those and I, they're on Apple TV Plus and I always just forget that we even have that app available. So I guess I'll have to check it out. Foundation. Don't watch Invasion, though. Oh, my God, what a slog. I've heard bad things. And, and sadly, doesn't it star our buddy Sam Neill? Yeah, it does. Rough. It's just it fucking three episodes in and it's going nowhere. It's more about human drama and nothing with aliens. And my brother and I were just like, where's the fucking aliens? And we just quit it. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Foundation on Apple Foundation TV+. Foundation is awesome. Uh, my Check next one out. is also a streaming series, but I'm willing to bet a lot of you have already started watching it. It's Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yes. Uh, we are two episodes in at this point at the time of this recording. I'm loving it. Um, the way I describe it to people, I've heard a lot of people complain that it is slow. These what? people are numbskulls. Seriously? It's not slow at all. The way Fucking I describe TikTokers. it is it's about a cowboy learning how to be an Indian. And it just so happens to be in the set in the Star Wars universe. So sorry. Yes, <laughs> it's a it's a it's a cowboy in the Wild West, basically learning how to be like a Native American warrior. And he and in this case, the Cowboys <laughs> Boba Fett, and the Native American warriors are the Tuscan Raiders. Um, it's fantastic. They are treating it. I was also saying this, too. I loved Mandalorian, but after the cutesiness of Mandalorian each week, it's kind of nice to have a fucking macho like a man oh, show yeah. set in the Star Wars universe, because if you want all the cutesy stuff, it's there. But there really wasn't something that was specifically catering to like the Breaking Bad fans who also like Star Wars. So like, this feels like a macho show. It's like a bald guy in the desert doing hardcore shit. And I really appreciate that. It's nice to get a bit of a bit of some man action during the week. You know? <laughs> um, so I really, He's really putting man it. in Mandalorian. I also like that um, they wasted no time in explaining how he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Have you watched it? Yeah, I've watched it for both two. Oh, both great. Episodes. Yeah, They're I love fantastic. that they wasted no time getting out of the Sarlacc pit. They were like, nope, that's how he did it. This is the way it looks. And it, it totally makes sense. And it's like, yes. OK, cool. Thank you for covering that. And it <laughs> fucked him up so bad. Now he's got to be in that. I believe they call it a back to tank. He's yeah. got to constantly heal himself in this back to tank. So I'm, I'm we keep going to that back to tank. So I have a feeling it's going to be used later on for some suspenseful moments. Um, lots of cool Star Wars things. I'm not like a super hardcore Star Wars nerd where I know absolutely everything. But um, it is fun to see the stuff I remember from the 
original trilogy, like the Gamorrean guards, those like green pig yes, guys. Yes, I'm so glad they brought those two guys they back. They look so and badass. They're useful. Yeah. And they're like physical. I think they're physical suits, correct? Yes, they are physical. Well, I think they're physical face makeups and the bodies are the real guys' bodies. Um, I also love that this past <laughs> week we got a bad guy. I guess they went to New Orleans. <laughs> we got a bad guy Wookiee. Um, that apparently, dude looks terrifying. The bad right? guy Wookiee is evil as fuck and is genuinely scary. And apparently he's from the Star Wars comics, I believe. And his name is Black Black Carsantin. Uh, he's got a crazy name. Anyway, people know him online. I'm excited to see more with that guy. I'm excited that we got to see some huts. Yeah, um, this is a crime. Hunt. This is a crime show, so we got to have the huts in there. Which I also have. Okay, so let's let's. I want to I want to pontificate. I want to speculate. Okay. Do we think it's a crime show and the huts and stuff have already shown up? Do we think there's some going to be some maybe like Darth Maul popping up? Because, you know, he's still alive. Well, right? they, I mean, they they even teased him in one of the movies, right? He was like sitting on a fucking He was at toilet, the end of Solo. Right? Uh, he yeah. appeared on the uh, he appeared in the uh, the fucking transcoder thing. Whatever yeah. that is, the communicator. I think it would be. I was thinking the same thing that he would somehow pop up. I have and a I'm, feeling by the way, I up. haven't I'm not reading anything about I'm not reading the synopsis or the other. Yes show of the other episodes popping up so i really hope that that's a good surprise and i bet they better not do it it for the end of the fucking by the way i thought mandalorian looked great this one especially that train sequence was like it was like wasn't it like lawrence of arabia style epic yes holy shit it was great they keep improving what they call the um screen craft uh which is like that crazy like 360 uh uh moving backdrop that they that they use to shoot these shows mandalorian Dude, that Book shit of is Fett. amazing it looks that incredible is but dope. it is advancing at such a fast rate that like the cinematography is gorgeous in book of boba fett um i, I really can't wait to see more i'm excited to see um some more familiar faces maybe coming down the pipeline i also love fennec shand uh ming na wen she's great excited to she's see her great, kick some yeah. ass uh, so really By loving way, it I, so far. I actually would be complete to be completely honest. Would wouldn't mind if they didn't do too much fan service and just brought in new characters because well, they're already they're, bringing they're already doing a lot of dope. a lot of originals. I know it's set on Tatooine and we're doing a lot of stuff yeah. there, but you get they're the doing band, a lot. You get the doing a lot guys. of yeah. We got fucking Max Rebo. <laughs> they're doing a lot of original <laughs> shit. When did you think you'd ever see Max Rebo again? Um, wouldn't that be badass though, dude? If the next on the next book of Boba Fett. They cut to Max Rebo and they're like, Max, you are not the father. (laughs) (laughs) Max. (laughs) That's like a poor alien lady (laughs) with the two tentacles in the head. (laughs) Oh, it sounded like she said Max there, Max Rebo. Oh, shit. And then they throw her into the Sarlacc pit monster. There you go. So, uh, Book of Boba Fett. I am liking, enjoying, looking forward to it each week. Mark, what's next on your rec list? I'm going to say this will be weird, but another Apple TV show called The Mosquito Coast. I don't know if you watched the original movie with Harrison Ford. I saw it a long time ago. But it's actually not a bad movie. One of my friends, Nick, recommended to me. I watched it recently, and I can see where with the TV show, it is a multi-series. It's not a mini-series. It's a multi-seasonal thing. So the first season, I'm going to say, if you've seen the original, spoiler alert, if you've seen the original, they do not get to the ice machine. Okay, I have no idea what that means. It's super suspenseful, and it's like, it's a fun ride. So far, it's been, the first season's pretty good. I hope they 
keep it up. And I hope, cause I really like um, Justin Thoreau. Like I was a big fan of uh, the leftovers. So it's nice oh, to yeah. see him in something again. And hopefully this one doesn't get canceled, but yeah, I really liked it. And then since you don't have another one for all mankind, is pretty good i've been watching that this is the I space pa- space yeah. program right? it's basically if um if the cold sort of like if the space race between the u.s and the russia never ended and it just keeps going on and on and so far they've done it they haven't gone like they haven't made it crazy they've kept it very like realistic so it actually feels like you're watching this space race that's continuing it's really cool so if, i mean like i said unfortunately mosquito coast like all the TV shows I've ever, the streaming shows I've recommended, they're not complete. So it's, but as far as first seasons are concerned, they held my interest and they're very well made. So those are my wrecks, baby. Damn. Mark, I like those wrecks. Thank you, sir. Um, we don't really have many other Instagram questions, but again, I'll, I'll hype the Instagram just so you guys know. You can reach out to us on Instagram at the Matt Mark Movie Show. Uh, we always uh, we always post there. We're very active there. We do fun uh, games. We ask people questions. We read user comments. So definitely uh, check us out there. Give us a follow. Um, but Mark. Oh, could I say one thing? I mean, if you chill out. No, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say to our audience, if you could please, please, please leave us some reviews. Yes. We could use them on Spotify apple and any of these uh streaming platforms that you use just please give us some reviews because we, we could use it. them yeah yes, it'll help us out them. immensely and it doesn't take too much time so so please. while i've got mark here i'm just gonna go ahead and uh fuck it while i've got mark here i'm just gonna go ahead and do the outro i mean i might as well right he's here let's just fucking do it I'm back, baby. I'm Let's, back. God as Matt it. goes through his like 500. Here we go. <laughs> Files. Here we go. <laughs> I know I have so many goddamn things. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that about wraps it up for us. If you like what we do here, please consider leaving us a rating and a review, as Mark just said, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or a rating on Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can also email us at the Matt and Mark Movie Show. That's M A T T A N D, Mark Movie Show at gmail.com. You can also follow us at the Matt and Mark Movie Show on Instagram. Check out our link tree on our profile. You can find all new ways to connect with us over there. Connect with us, connect with the podcast. You can find links to our TikTok. Mark, we have a TikTok. You can oh, recommend yeah. movies to us. You can even buy us a coffee if you're so inclined. Next week, be back here with Mark and I because we are going to be reviewing the new scream the brand new scream which i should probably get these fucking guys names right the guys who made ready or not (laughs) (laughs) this is going so well (laughs) i think you wrote that into your outro i thought i did these guys names are it's directed by matt benatelli olpin and tyler gillette never would have remembered that they are the guys who made ready or not they are the directors of the new scream we're going to be here next week talking about it so definitely join us uh, join us, join us. Especially Please join in. Want to have a goddamn good time with all things Scream? We will leave you with an outro of Mark and I watching some more Maury clips. <laughs> we love you. Have a great week. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. Okay. No more. Where the fuck are your parents? <laughs> Who are your parents? Wow, this is a perfect way to. <laughs> It's time to stop!
DNA results are in. Dude, these people are eating this shit up. This guy's gonna dance. I bet you a hundred dollars this guy dances. Uh oh, uh oh, here we go. Here it comes. Okay, when it comes to two year old AJ Collins, you are not the gone. Oh shit, look at this dance. Get out the way, boss. Get out the way. Oh shit! He did a bit of one handed flip! Dude, wouldn't that be amazing if when they're on the floor, like Holy kicking shit. and screaming, the dancing guy stops, runs back over to them, taps them on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And she looks up at him, and then he begins dancing again. <laughs> Starts spinning on his head and shit. <laughs> wow, that guy was amazing. Good dancer. Two-year-old Elijah, Lorenzo. Oh, man, that you poor kid. You are not. Oh. Wait, where the? They're always running away. It's so weird. What, where the fuck are they gonna go? I'm so confused. I gotta cut the music there because they're playing Eiffel six six five. Oh, so move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> move, bitch. Well, that had a cover on it. That guy had some some words there. Wait, let's see. Can we listen to this one? You are not. Oh, look, they're running. Come on. Aw. I was hoping for some more breakdance action. What the hell is going on? Now Where are they running? Can they run outside? Wouldn't that be amazing if it was like Forrest Gump and they kept running? Like they, <laughs> they ran like the next shot outside. is them in Arizona. <laughs> They're running really through Death Valley. <laughs> she keeps running. <laughs> she has a giant beard now. Uh, <laughs> Like, wait remember that part when he stops and he turns around they're like he's gonna say something he's gonna say something and then he's like i think i'll go home now <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what you should do <laughs> oh my god that would be brilliant